You know, today is Good News Sunday, and, and it's kind of a special day for us. We started this last year, and we're going to do it annually, but we want to share kind of some good news. As we watch the news, there's just a lot of bad news out there, and, and occasionally I think they'll give us just a little bit of hope at the end of the 10 o'clock news, there'll be a 30-second news story about some child who's overcome an illness or some person serving in our, our nation's uh, defense comes home to their family. We see those occasionally, those little bits and pieces, but man, the vast majority of the, the news is, is uh, pretty ugly and just bad. Uh, it reminded me of a, a story that I read when I was a child. One of my favorite um, uh, children's books was called Good News, Bad News, and I've tried to find it somewhere. I don't know if it's out of print or whatever. I'm sure it's at my mom's house, stacked somewhere. Uh, I'll find it one of these days. But it was uh, basically the entire book was this little boy and his uh, efforts and not everything he did. But on one page, it'd be good news. Something good would happen. And then on the next, you know, bad news. Getting good news and then bad news. The whole book was that way and uh, probably made me a little unstable at that time. But anyway, I remember a specific section of it, and it's always stuck with me, and it was that Johnny had to go, he got to go on a plane ride. That was the good news. The bad news was the airplane's engine died. The good news was there was a parachute in the plane. The bad news was the parachute didn't open. The good news was there was a hay bale on the ground. The bad news was there was a pitchfork in the hay bale. The good news was Johnny missed the pitchfork. The bad news was Johnny missed the hay bale. And on and on it went. That's the only part I remember. But on and on it went. And I think that's the only part I remember because because I actually went skydiving one time. And at 5,000 feet, I don't know, it popped into my head. Do you see any hay bales anywhere? (laughs) But uh, anyway, I just remembered that. There's a lot of bad news, a lot of good news in our lives. But, you know, there's, there's bad news that we all get. Uh, we get bad news from an employer. I've gotten bad news from an employer before. Companies going out of business or they're being bought or sold or, or just laying people off. Bad news from a doctor. I've gotten bad news from a doctor before. Uh, bad news from a family member. I've gotten bad news from a family member before. You all have probably gotten bad news a lot too. In fact, there's a lot of bad news. Even though it's a good news Sunday, I want us to start with some bad news in the Bible, because it's important for us to have a balanced view. It's, it's not enough for us to, you know, it's just not a right uh, view of life for us to believe that because uh, Christ is in us, that the, the world is full of, you know, it's just rainbows and unicorns for everybody. It's just not factual. And if we begin to believe that way or think that way or even live out that way, folks, uh, we're not really in touch with reality. There's just a lot of bad stuff going on. So let's start with some bad stuff and then let's temper it. Uh, or even maybe overcome it with some good news. Here's the bad news. First, we're separated from God by our sin. We're separated from God by our sin. Look what the Bible says in Romans 3.23. It says, For all have sinned and come short or fall short of the glory of God. And what that means is God has a standard. And that standard is perfection. And every human being that's ever lived doesn't live up to that. Now you may say to yourself, Hey, I'm sitting next to Joe, and I know Joe's not, I'm a little better than Joe. You know, I'm a little better. Than, doesn't make any difference. Don't start comparing yourself to each other. The only comparison is us to God's standard. And all of us fall way short of that. Nobody here is perfect. In Romans 6.23, I want us to focus on the first part of this verse. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, wage, as you know, is some kind of payment. 
Uh, when you go to work and you work hard at your job and you work a certain number of hours, you receive some wages. You are entitled to those. You are deserving of those. In fact, in uh, almost every state, if you work a certain number of hours and your company refuses to pay you, you can sue them because they have to give you what you earned. That's what this verse is saying. It says what you've earned, what we've earned for our sin, for our lack of measuring up to God's perfect standard, what we've earned is separation from God. It's death. We all deserve to die and be separated from God forever. That's what we've earned by our life. That's what we deserve. There is no comparison to other people. There is no comparison uh, to what we were a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. Oh, I'm a better person than I was then. doesn't matter. Even if you're a better person than you were 10 years ago. See where you are still in comparison to the standard, God's perfection? None of us measures up. Now, this is pretty bad news, folks. We are all separated from God by our sin. But if that's not bad enough, the bad news gets worse. The Bible says that we cannot fix our sin problem. We can't fix our sin problem. There's nothing that we ourselves can do to fix it. Now, I'm a problem solver. I, I love to be uh, uh, very creative and find ways to solve a problem. I think that's one thing that makes a good church planter. Okay? When you start a church, you got all kinds of problems, all kinds of things go wrong, and, and you got to figure out how to do things. you just got to figure out how to do it, even though it doesn't work out right. This morning, uh, you may not even know it, but uh, probably a third of our technology and the things that we use to stay together and everything, it, it, uh, it didn't work this morning. We had a kind of a power problem, and we had to figure out how to make it work. But folks, there's no way to figure out how to make this work. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's a gift from God, not a result of works, so that nobody can boast. What that verse is saying is what man has tried to do all throughout history is to say, well, listen, if here's God's standard and here's where I am, I'm just going to be a better person. I'm going I'm to be religious. And I'm going I'm to give a lot of money to the poor. And, and, and I'm going to do good to everybody I run into. I'm going to be the best. Guy. I'm going to be great to my wife and my kids. And, and, and my neighbors are going to just love me because I'm a great guy. You see, it doesn't, it doesn't make up the difference. There's still a gap between God's perfection and who we are. No matter how much we try, we can't earn our way up to God's standard. And the last part of that verse says, so that nobody can boast. That's so that I can't stand up here and say, hey guys, I want to let you all know that uh, this week I crossed the threshold. <laughs> this week I, I finally got to the place where I'm a good enough guy to measure up to God's standard. So I just want you all to be, you know, let's, let's hear some applause. Okay, you're not applauding. Uh, it, you know, the Bible's saying, what it's saying right there is you can't boast. Because no matter what you do, you can never earn your way up to God's standard. Now, folks, there's some bad news on the television, but this is bad news. This is, I mean, this is the worst news. There's nothing I've ever seen on television that's worse than this news. There's no wildfire. There's no mass shooting. There's no catastrophic natural disaster. There's no conflict in the world that is as bad as this. 
This says all of us are separated from God because we sin and we don't live up to his standard and we can't fix it. That's not only bad news, that's desperate news. But I know what you're thinking already. You're saying, well, man, that is, that's really bad news, Michael. When does, when does bad news turn into good news Sunday, you know? <laughs> right about now. Right about now. Because there's not only bad news in the Bible, folks. There's really, really good news in the Bible. And it starts with this. Jesus came to pay for our sins by dying on the cross. Look what the Bible says in Romans 5.8. It says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, you've probably watched uh, uh, some of those movies that depict the, the crucifixion of Christ. And, and they're just very moving uh, if they're done well. Uh, they're incredibly emotional. Uh, and, and the part that always gets me is in the midst of people crucifying Jesus, in the midst of them beating him to a bloody pulp, in the midst of them uh, taking him to a few breaths from dying, he looks at him and says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You see, in the midst of them crucifying him, he loved them. And what this verse is saying, folks, in the midst of our sinfulness, while we are thumbing our nose at God and doing our own thing, while we are living our own way instead of his way, while we are choosing to run our life instead of letting him run it, in the very midst of that, he died for us. He came willingly and gave his life on the cross to pay for our sins, to make up for that difference. And the news gets better. He not only came to pay for our sins by dying on the cross, but he rose from the dead to win victory over death and sin. Look at Romans 6, 9. The Bible says, We know that Christ being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Now, if there was any doubt about Jesus, if there was any doubt about what he taught or how he acted or how he behaved or, or, or what miracles he did, if there was any doubt about who Jesus was, this should put it to rest. There's been a lot of men in history that have died for good causes. Many men have died for good causes. Many of those who've served our country have died for good causes. But only one raised himself from the dead. Only one came back to life. And that's Jesus, which proved he was exactly who he said he was. And if that's not good enough, it still gets better. By faith in Christ, we can receive God's forgiveness. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I love this verse because at the end of it, it doesn't say you could be saved. You might be saved. There's a chance you could be saved. I always think of that um, uh, scene in Dumb and Dumber when he asks that beautiful girl if he's got a shot with her and she says no, you don't have one you know it's a one in a million shot and he goes so you're saying there's a chance this is, this is not a chance this is not a chance it says you will be saved it's a defining statement it will absolutely happen what this is saying folks is this listen if you believe 
that Jesus died to pay for your sins, if you believe that he he died to pay for this gap that we can't make, we can't make up, if you believe that in your heart and you act on it, which proves you have faith, not just belief, and you speak it out loud, that Jesus forgives our sins, that he makes up for what we cannot make up for. Folks, this is the good news. This is what we as Christians call the gospel. This is the greatest news ever on the planet. The reality is, that was some pretty bad news from the Bible. But this good news more, more than makes up for it. It provides us, who are sinners, with a way to connect with God and to be forgiven of our sins and to live a life in Him instead of in ourselves. A life with Him leading us instead of us leading our own lives. A life where he can guide and lead our decisions, which are always better than our own without him. Folks, this is the greatest news that's ever been on the planet. Now, Good News Sunday is not just about sharing that good news with you. But it's also about teaching you as a congregation how to share that good news with others. Because it's not enough that we just hear it here. It's not enough that we uh, have a field of dreams theology. If we build it, they will come. And we're just going to tell the people that come here to us. No, no, no. We have to go out and tell people out there. Listen, if we really believe that's true, if we really believe that's true, that every single person on this planet, those who are across the globe and those who are in our neighborhoods, those who sit across from us at work, those who ride your bus kids that go to school, uh, there are many people who haven't yet given their lives to Christ. And they're in the bad news, folks. If we really believe what the Bible says, we better be sharing some good news with them pretty quick. Pretty quick. One of my high school friends uh, passed away this week. He was sick. Passed away. And I don't know We weren't good friends, didn't talk a lot. I don't know exactly where he's at with Christ. We've talked about it, but I don't know really where he's at because he never really shared with me. It's important for us, though, to talk to people. So last year, we shared with you a way to do that. I drew the bridge, and that's how I generally do it, drew the bridge. If you were here last year, drew the bridge and showed you how to do all that. But this year, we're going to do something kind of creative. It's a new kind of creative way to share the gospel. Now, that doesn't mean the gospel's new. It's the same message, but it's packaged a little differently. And so I'm going to ask um, uh, Jake Sled to come up here. Uh, Jake's our new uh, evangelism director. And I'm going to share with him, like, uh, I'm going to model for you how to share this, okay? I'm going to give you some instructions, and then I'm going to actually share it with him like you should share it with somebody. And then we're going to actually practice. We're going to have you turn your chairs and get into groups of two to four or five at most, and have one person in your group actually share this. We've got uh, cubes like this, a little smaller. This would be kind of hard to drag around all the time. Uh, but this is just for you. And I'm going to put actually, since it's hard to see this uh, on both sides and everything, I'm going to put up what's on the screen, what's on the front here, okay? So that you can follow along with us. But we're going to give each one of your families one of these. And I'll give you more instructions as we do that. But one of the things I want to give you as an instruction, first of all, is when you share this with somebody, make sure that both of, both of you are in front of it like this. Come around here, Jake. So we're both in front of it like this. And the reason we both want to be seeing what it is and you don't want to like have it between you is there's some arrows here that are kind of hard for you to see there, but there are some arrows that tell you how it opens up. 
And if you don't open it up right and you get it all messed up, it actually becomes a Rubik's Cube, and you don't want that, okay? Because uh, then you get really lost on that, okay? So the arrows will help you figure that out. So I'm going to, but I'm going to stand back here so you guys can see it a little bit, all right? Uh, so hey, Jake, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I got something I want to share with you. You got a few minutes? I do. Okay, this is a kind of a cool cube, and I want to show it to you. Uh, this shows on, this, on the front of this cube here. Uh, this is, the, on the left side, represents mankind. And you see we're surrounded by black. That's sin. And our lives are kind of messed up because we all do things that are wrong. Do you know what sin is? Kind of. Okay, so it's basically anything we do that displeases God. Lying, stealing, cheating, murdering, punching somebody in the face, all those kind of things, okay? All that kind of stuff is sin. And over here we see God's perfection. It's God's glory over there on the right-hand side. And so what, it's, what's that, what that's depicting is that we are kind of separated from God by our sin. Right? I'm going to open the cube. The good news is Jesus died on the cross for us. And he came and paid the price for our sins. And when he chose to give his life and died there on the cross, he paid for, made up the difference for the sins that we could not pay for. After he was killed, he was put into a tomb. And he uh, was laying there and was there actually three days, dead as a doornail. And then, three days later, he rose from the dead. In fact, that's what we celebrate on Easter. Uh, when we have Easter, uh, you know, in April every year or end of March, that's actually the celebration of Jesus raising from the dead. And uh, so, so that happened. And then the reason that he rose from the dead was to prove he was the Savior. But what that did for us was that it gave us a way to connect with God and have our sins paid for. You see here that we have a connection to God and his glory, his holiness through the cross. And you see here that there's no other religious emblems because there's no other way to get to God but through Jesus Christ. He's the only way to bridge this gap of our sinfulness. So, Jake, I want to ask you a question. This is, you can see the scars in Jesus' wrist there. This is Jesus reaching down to us and us reaching up to him. So Jesus has given his life for you and to pay for the sins that we have committed and you've committed. So my question is, uh, would you like to pray and receive Christ as your Savior and give your life to him today? Yeah, I think I would. Awesome. Great. All right. So uh, let's pray. And now I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And, and kind of the way that works is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, help you. Uh, do you pray much? Okay, that's probably a no. Uh, so, so let me just help you. Uh, there's no magic in the words. This isn't some kind of a potion or something. Uh, but, but I'm going to like pray a phrase, and then you repeat the phrase, and, and just think through it with me. If I say anything that you're not comfortable with, you stop me, okay? okay. All right, let's pray. Uh, Father, we come to you in Jesus. Father, we come to you in Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I can't do anything to fix my sin. I know that I can't do anything to fix my sin. I know you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I know you sent your son Jesus to die for me. And three days later, he rose from the dead. And three days later, he rose from the dead. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I accept your gift. I accept your gift. Of forgiveness. Of forgiveness. And I promise to live for you the rest of my life. And I promise to live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, now, Jake, if you did that and you meant that, this is the moment that the Bible says you're born again. Just like you were physically born in a moment of time, uh, you're spiritually born in this moment of time. Let me give you just a few ways uh, that you can grow as a Christian. 
all right? And the first way is in this top left corner, uh, you can pray. God is always there. He was always there for you to talk to and you to pray to. And so when you're feeling discouraged or angry or frustrated or thankful, you can pray to him. Uh, on the top right here, there's a Bible. I'm going to give you a Bible and uh, uh, just read that. And I'm going to find John for you. And I want you to start reading the book of John, okay? Down on the bottom left-hand corner, you see two hands there. That's uh, just representing fellowship, people getting together. And people do that in Bible-believing churches. And I want you to come uh, visit uh, my church. And if you don't like it or whatever, if it's not your style or if it's too far from your house, I'll try to help you find a good Bible-believing church that's close to you so you can go and get connected to other people. Here in the bottom right, you see a cross with a globe. And that means that you need to be busy sharing this with people. In fact, I want to encourage you to share this with somebody, uh, you know, real, right away, like maybe in the next 48 hours. I'm going to give you this cube, and I'm going to let you keep it. Okay? And I want you to share with somebody the decision that you made uh, right away. And then that center is just a heart, a heart of love. Have a heart of love for everyone and, and learn to love people the way that Jesus loved you enough to give his life for you. Okay? okay? Hey, Jake, thanks, buddy. It's great talking to you. Here's your cube. All right. Okay, now I know some of the things you're thinking. You're thinking, it's never that easy. Well... I specifically didn't share a bunch of verses. I specifically didn't try to get into any deep theological discussions because, folks, the gospel is simple enough that a child can understand it, all right? And so um, I, I want you to, to think of it that way and just explain it. Let the pictures kind of drive you. Some of you said last year, hey, I can't, I can't remember all those verses, Michael, and you did all those verses on there. I can't remember all that kind of stuff. That's fine. You just let the cube kind of guide you in your conversation and let the pictures guide you and um, I think it'll be really awesome. Now, I'm going to give you some more instructions about what to do with this cube when we get done, but what I'd like you to do right now is in groups of two to four or five at most, turn your chairs, we've actually unhooked them today so you can do this, turn your chairs, I want one person from each family to come up and grab a cube. It's yours. We've got them on both sides of the uh, stage here. And go back to your group, and somebody in your group, you can draw straws if it's the lowest straw or whatever, whatever, uh, somebody who's comfortable, share and just practice sharing the gospel with this cube. Okay? On your mark, get set, go. Hey, folks, one of the things that's really important when you're sharing this, when you get to this and then I don't know whether they call it a page or a front or a whatever it is. Whatever this thing is right here. When you get to this one, you have to ask the question, are you ready to do this now? Would you like to do this right now? God forbid we share the gospel with somebody, tell them how they can connect with God through his son Jesus Christ, and don't just ask them if they'd like to do it. Okay? And so we always want to use this, this uh, front here, always asking, of course, uh, uh, depending on who they are and how you know them and all that kind of thing, uh, uh, you can, this, is, this is kind of heaven and God's glory up here, and this is hell. If you choose to reject Christ, this is, this is the, the, the end for you. And if you choose Christ, this is the end for you. And so you share that as God leads and as uh, we don't want to ever shy away from the truth, uh, but we want to be kind. But I'll tell you what, it's really kind to tell somebody when they're standing on some railroad tracks and there's a train coming, it's really the kindest thing to say, you're standing on some railroad tracks and you better get off. It's the most loving thing you can say to them. 
And so to share this with somebody and give them the opportunity to give their lives to Christ is the most wonderful thing in the whole world. But let me also tell you, don't feel pressure, folks. You can't change anybody's heart. I can't change anybody's human heart. Only God can do that. Our goal is not to make people follow Jesus. Our goal is to tell them about how they can follow Jesus. They have to make that decision on their own. We can't make that for them, okay? Several of you asked about uh, this particular uh, back with the heart and all the other things. This has to do with discipleship and all that kind of stuff. And if if you didn't hear that, you must have dozed off uh, during the sermon because uh, you know, I took some time to explain it. No, I didn't really. Uh, it's not in your instructions, uh, but you can go on, uh, on YouTube and look that up. And, and I just didn't want to spend time on that this morning. This morning, I wanted it to be about the good news. I wanted you to be encouraged about good news. Let me tell you one other thing before we go today. That's this. I'm shocked. I'm just continuously shocked at how many people I sit down with and I share this with them and they say, Wow. I've never heard that. I've never heard that being religious doesn't make God like you better. I've never heard that by giving money and doing good things for the poor, God doesn't like me better. No, God loves you as much as he possibly could already. There's nothing you can do to increase that. All you can do is respond to it. Okay? Now, before we go today, I'd like for everybody just to close their eyes. And I want you to think about somebody who needs to hear this. I want you to think about somebody who needs to hear this. You get to keep this one. And I'm going to ask that you, especially if you're a member of Fellowship of Grace, I want you to take this and put it on your workstation next to the pictures of your kids. I'll bet you in two weeks somebody asks you, what is that thing? And as soon as they say, hey, what is that thing up there? You say, hey, let me show it to you. It'll take me about three minutes. And you can share the gospel with them in three minutes, folks. Listen, there are so many people outside these doors that are are destined to be separated from God. We have to tell them. If we love them, we must tell them. And then hope and pray that God works in their hearts. With everybody's eyes closed, is there anybody here today who says, maybe I've heard this for the first time, Maybe, maybe I've heard this for the 50th time, but today's the first day that I wanna say yes to Jesus. I've heard the gospel, I've heard the good news, and today I've decided to give my life to Jesus. Let's just raise your hand, let me see it for just a minute. Anybody at all? Not gonna wait forever. If God's prompting your heart, don't push him away. Anybody? Okay, if you're here today and you've said, hey, I've heard this maybe for the first time, or maybe I've heard it for the 50th time, and I'm not really ready But I have some questions I'd really like to talk to somebody about and just kind of understand more. Let me see your hand. Okay, anybody else? Okay. Anybody else? All right, great. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the good news of Jesus. We thank you for the gospel, the truth about the good news Father, we are thankful that in in spite of all the bad news that is true, we have really great news. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us. Thank you for making up the difference that we could not make up. God, I thank you. And for those who are here who maybe have not stepped across that line of faith yet, I pray that you would work on their hearts. I pray that they would lay awake tonight wondering 
if maybe they should have given their life to you, I pray that they would think about it all week. I pray that every time they see that Evangel Cube, uh, that they would, they would just wonder until you reach their heart. Father, help us to share the gospel, the truth about you with others because we love them, not because we want to force them to be like us or force them to believe something, but because we love them. We see them standing on the train tracks and we love them enough to say, get off. God, use this to motivate us, to help us, to share the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now listen, if you already share the gospel another way and you do it all the time and and it's easy for you, you just keep doing that thing, okay? I don't have to switch. But if this is beneficial to you, if this is a new and different way that that will make it easier for you to talk to people about Jesus, you do that, okay? Great, thank you.